Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Good morning. Glad to see everybody out this morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with our worship service. Uh, if you all pray with me, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessing of being here this morning. Uh, Father, just um, pray that you would be with our time uh, together as a family. Pray that you would be with our time of worship. God, I pray that you would help us to uh, open our hearts to you. I pray that you would help us to um, open our mouths and to sing. Uh, Father, you're so worthy of our praise. Uh, Father, you're worthy of everything that we have, so I just pray that, um, that as we enter into this time, God, that we would, we would not hold anything back from you, Father, that we would, um, we would just turn over our lives to you, Father. Uh, you've given us everything. Father, you've given us your son. Uh, you've given us life and hope. Uh, Father, and, um, you just shower us daily with grace and mercy. Uh, Father, we, we, we need that so much every day in our lives. So I just pray that, um, that as we worship you this morning, Father, that, um, that we would move everything out of the way, Father, any, anything that's in between you and us, uh, God, that we would just set it aside, uh, Father, we would, um, we would offer that up to you uh, just as a sacrifice, God, um, that we would be able to connect with you this morning, Father, and connect with each other. Father, I pray that we could encourage the people around us. God, I pray that we could fellowship with each other, that we could strengthen relationships and bonds. Uh, Father, that we could be blessed with your word this morning. Uh, just pray for Dave this morning, God, as he uh, prepares to uh, speak to us as you have given him uh, words to speak. Uh, Father, I pray that he would present your word boldly and with power. Uh, God, and that we would be blessed by being here. Uh, Father, I pray for all the men who will serve this morning, uh, that they would be uh, moved by you, moved by your spirit. Uh, Father, and I just pray for every heart that's here this morning, God, that you would just bless us as, uh, as we worship you. Uh, Father, just um, pray for those who are sick and pray for those who are um, struggling, God. Um, just pray for, uh, for Lila Napier, Father, that you would continue to bless her. Father, give her strength, give her healing, uh, be with her family. Uh, Father, just um, pray for PJ uh, Clowder, Father, that you would bless him. Uh, that you would give him strength and uh, faith, Father, and um, that you would provide healing for him if it's your will. God, we just um, uh, just lift those names up to you, Father, as we start our time of worship here. And I pray that we would be diligent in praying for them, uh, God, that we would uh, remember those people. And just pray that you would um, just be with our service now, in Christ's name, amen. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Bye. 
trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. 
No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Very hearts with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this lovely day you gave us. You remind us that you're in control of all the weather, not up to us. We don't get to choose, Lord. We know you're in control of our lives. We just give it to you, Lord. I want you to bless each and every family that's represented here, Lord. Be with the marriages, be with the kids. <clears throat> keep them strong and keep them, bringing them back here, Lord, so we can grow them up in the faith. <clears throat> be with the leaders of our country, Lord, because surely we need help there. Um, this world is getting a little crazy right now, and we need all your help we can get, Lord. And <clears throat> we just ask you to pray for our nations and and uh, and be with us as we try to walk among them. Be with everybody that's in this congregation, toward, Lord, <clears throat> that's sick. To put a healing hand on them and bring them back to us, Lord. Be with the leaders of the congregation. Keep the church going in the way you want to be led, Lord. Be with us all and take care of us. We have name. We pray. Amen. this song by a nod or by a raise of a hand okay I see a few nods good not a hard song and probably if you've if you've never seen it up here you'll know it when we start singing it so sing out and good song he came to live live a perfect life he came to be the living word of life. He came to die so we'd be reconciled. He came to rise to show his power and might. That's why we praise him. That's why we Ah. Uh -huh. 
to take the Lord's Supper, but I wanted to take uh, a few minutes and just kind of calibrate, uh, calibrate our minds um, beforehand. So in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, um, there's some thoughts I want to share with, with everyone. So it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy way shall be guilty of the blood, of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a person must examine himself, and in doing so, he is to eat the bread and drink the cup. For the one who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not properly recognize the body. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number are asleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord, so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So <clears throat> I wanted to share this because, um, ooh, lost my balance, because uh, it's, it's something that I feel like we really need pulled back to. Um, the communion service it's, is easy for us to uh, to sit and kind of let our minds drift, and when when we're hearing these words, remember, it's not it's not so much that we're remembering fact, right? Um, yes, do we look do we look back? Yes, we absolutely absolutely do. But the remembrance is more of a uh, an active um, function, and it's kind of like if you um, if you're married and you have a wedding anniversary. And it's time for that anniversary to roll around. You don't simply say, I remember that I married you. And that's the end of that. Right? It's that I'm, I look back and I remember, yeah, we got married. And I made commitments. I made promises to live this way with you. Your, my life changed because of this. And we live this thing together. And so I look, I look back, but I also have to look at, right now every day and say these this is the thing that makes me up that it's very active so think also god says when he told noah about flooding the earth he said i'm going to put a rainbow in the sky <clears throat> and when i see it i'm going to remember it's not every time there's a rainbow god thinks back to just thinks back to noah he he looks at it and he says oh yeah i remember my promise of what i said i would do and that i would do things this way so when we're remembering Jesus, we're remembering that, yes, he did come, and we remember how he lived, that he gave his life for us, but we also remember that it's something that we're, being, we're still being called to um, today. And that's one of the reasons we've got to look at ourselves um, is we look at ourselves from the light of, um, am I continuing in the faith? Am I still in pursuit of him? Am I still trying to live a life that's lined up with his, not am I checking all the boxes, am I getting all these things right, it's am I remaining in the faith, and that's exactly what Colossians tells us, is that you're freed from, from sin and death because of Jesus, and you need to be looking at yourself 
to see if you're still walking in the faith. So when we, when we look at this, I, and um, I really want to invite you to understand that when we're doing this, we, we're proclaiming the gospel all over again every time we do this. We're celebrating Jesus and what he means to us, that his body was broken, his blood was shed, and that it's, we're actively remembering that, yes, those events happened, I still believe them, and I'm trusting in them, and I am looking forward to the day where I go back, or when he comes back and gets us, and, and he's with us again. So let's, uh, let's go to God in prayer, and we will uh, partake of the communion. Father, we come to you uh, right now in thanksgiving. Um, Father, we, that is an understatement to say thanks. Um, Father, we can know from your word how well uh, you planned for us, Father, that when, when sin entered this world, we had no way back to you, but you made it. Um, and you knew exactly how you were going to do that before uh, Earth's time really even started. Father, we know that Jesus was a sacrifice. Um, he was the perfect sacrifice that needed to be made one time uh, for each one of us, Father. And that um, his sacrifice, he was broken, his body was broken, and he took our place, Father, on the cross. And, Father, that only... Um, through his sacrifice were we, um, were we made whole. And we ask that you help us to, to, uh, to understand that, help us to remember, and help us to uh, partake of this communion in a manner that uh, is considerate of um, the word that you left for us, Father, that we're, we're looking at ourselves. Are we walking um, with you? And Father, we ask that you help us to see it, help us to have an open heart to, uh, to change and to align, uh, to find a way to come into step with, with you um, as we walk through, uh, walk through this life. Father, we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's continue our thanks. Father, we come to you again in thanksgiving and for this fruit of the vine. 
Father, we, uh, again, we are so thankful for um, the blood that Jesus shed for each one of us, Father, that makes atonement for us. Um, Father, we know that um, through his blood, um, the new covenant was established, Father, and that he became um, our high priest, Father, and brought the things that, um, that you meant to have here, Father, the worship system, the, uh, the place that he should rightfully hold, Father, that he became the most high priest and he became king. Father, we are so thankful that we live in that time. Um, Father, we are thankful for the grace that is extended to us, Father, because he made provision for us and he intercedes for us, Father. We ask that you help us to uh, better understand that, help us to um, be able to feel, uh, Father, where we live, Father, that it's within the grace of his blood. Father, we are so thankful for, uh, for his sacrifice. We ask that you help us to, um, again, to help us remember what that, understand what that means. And we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. stand with me for this song. I'll sing this song and I'll have a brief period of some handshaking and back slapping and all that good stuff. <laughs>
Christ a precious jewel, or to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in
sing this song and the kids can be dismissed to their class and then we'll have Dave's lesson after this. We shall assemble on the mountains. We shall assemble at the throne. With humble hearts into his presence. We bring an offering of everybody being here. Appreciate those who are tuning in online. Uh, welcome to everybody this morning. Uh, this morning I want to talk about paths. God talks to us and reveals to us in ways that we can understand. We cannot even begin to understand how God thinks, but thankfully God tells it to us in words that we can understand. And one of the things that we find throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, is God talks about our path, the path he gives us, the path we trod. <clears throat> uh, the first two songs this morning that we was talking about, um, we were singing about paths, we sing about walking. Um, this is the way God speaks to us in ways that we can understand. Last Sunday evening in the home groups, we talked about intersections uh, in the home groups. And that has to do with paths and when paths cross. What happens when we get to intersections in our lives? We each have a path to follow before God. Every one of us have a path to follow that God gives us. Do we follow that path? Do we look to God 
for the path that we're supposed to take in our life. I'm sure all of us at one time or another have been hiking. We've been out on paths, like a hiking trail, like this. If that trail is new or unfamiliar, how do we find our way on that path? Well, like this path, you've got a well-worn path. You know, you, you kind of go uh, the way everybody else has gone. Uh, if you've hiked very much, you know that on well-established paths, there's what they call blazes. They'll take a paint marker and paint trees with different colors to say, okay, you follow the blue path to follow this trail. Those are called blazes. <clears throat> Sometimes you have a map that shows you which way to go on these different trails. Sometimes there are signposts that say, you know, this way uh, to, to this lake or this way to follow this path. Sometimes, if it's way out in the back country, you might have a guide that shows you the way to go or you follow somebody else. So what happens when there's a fork in the road? Oops, wrong kind of fork in the road. What happens when there's a fork in the road? What happens when there's different ways you can go? How do you choose? How do you know which path takes you where you want to go? Or most important, how do you know which path will take you the way God wants you to go? So the first question is, my path, your path, how do you know where the path is? How do you know where God is sending you? <clears throat> this was our scripture reading this morning. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust. O my God, do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. But they will, put, <clears throat> but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in, all, in you all day long. If we are following God, he will show us the way. I 100% believe that in my life. I think I've told the story before of, uh, of parts of my life, but for example, when uh, I was first getting ready to go to college, I was not raised in the church. I was getting ready to go to college. I was going to Ohio University, signed up, ready to go, thought I had a scholarship there. Well, turns out I didn't have a scholarship there, but I did have a scholarship at Ohio State University. I had never applied there. The, the deadline had passed for applications. So I went and talked to people at Ohio State. I got in. And within just two or three weeks after getting to Ohio State, out of a campus of 50,000 students, I met the guy who was going to bring me to Christ. And by the beginning of the next quarter, I was baptized into Christ. God, for some reason, had that plan for my life. He actively guided my ways. God is active. He will show us the way. We can listen to him. We can listen to his guiding. 
we can open our hearts to his guidance, what he wants us to do, where, we, where he wants us to go. If we don't listen to the guide, we could get lost. We could stray off of the path. And the way I think about it in my life is God opens doors and God closes doors so that he sends me on the path he wants me to go. God closed the door at Ohio University for me. He opened the door at Ohio State. And he gave me the way and he showed me how to become a Christian. <clears throat> they say to the seers, see no more visions. And to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things. Prophesy illusions. Leave this way. Get off this path. And stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. This is Isaiah talking. And the people of Israel were saying, hey, we don't want to hear about God. You keep telling us God wants this, God wants that. He says, don't tell us what God wants. Talk to us about pleasant things. Tell us about good things, about nice things. Tell us good things are going to happen. In Wednesday nights uh, last month, we were studying from Ezekiel. The people were listening to the false prophets because the false prophets were telling them what they wanted to hear. And that's what they're saying here. The false prophets were telling them nice things. Everything's going to be all right. Isaiah and the true prophets were saying, you're not following God. You're not following God's path. You're going to go into captivity. You're going to be conquered. They didn't want to hear that. The people were listening to the wrong prophets. They did not want to listen to Ezekiel. They did not want to listen to Isaiah. They didn't want to hear what was true. They wanted to have their ears tickled. They wanted to to hear good things and pleasant things. The prophets were confronting the people about going the wrong direction, going the wrong path. And the evil people were saying, get out of my way. I want to go on this path. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. Will you keep to the old path that evil men have trod? They were carried off before their time. Their foundations washed away by a flood. They said to God, leave us alone. What can the Almighty do for us? Yet it was he who filled their houses with good things, so I stand aloof from the counsel of the wicked. We should not travel the path that everybody else travels. That's basically, by and large, the wrong path. We need to listen to God, listen to his guiding Listen to what he wants us to do. Listen to the way he wants us to go. Our path should be to the path the few follow. From the New Testament, he talked about that as the narrow way. A few people will go this way. The broad way is where everybody else goes because that's the easy path. They ignored God's many blessings. God blessed them again and again and again. He said, he said, Yet it was he who filled their houses with good things. Do we stop and think about the many blessings that God has given us? So as we think about those blessings, as we think about the many things that God has done for us, the doors he's opened for us, the doors he's closed for us, 
We need to look to God. He's active or will be active in our lives if he wants us to be. He is active in guiding us in our paths. <clears throat> Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. David is saying, don't listen to the people who are on the wrong path. Don't listen to the people who are saying, you don't need to take advantage of God. You don't need to follow God's path. You know, follow the path you want to go. Don't listen to them. We need to look to God. We need to seek his path. I will lead the blind in the ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and, and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols who say to images, you are our gods, will be turned back in utter shame. This verse is really, really strong and powerful in my mind. When we think about, you know, just imagine a blind person. You know, we've all seen blind persons walking with canes and whatever. Think of dropping a blind person into an area he has no idea. He's never been before. He has no idea where he's at. How would he even navigate? How does he find his way? The blind person is in darkness all the time. But God says, I will lead the blind in ways they have not known. God leads us in ways we don't even know yet. The blind person is in darkness all the time. The blind person depends on guides. The blind person depends on someone to show him where he's at, how to get where he's going. Do we depend on God to guide our path? Do we depend on God like we're a blind person? Because literally we are. We don't know which way to go on our own. Because Satan wants to jump in there and turn us one way or the other way, try to get us to do something we shouldn't do. I know. I've done it. I've fallen victim. But we need to trust God to guide our paths, just like a blind person trusts a guide to get him where he needs to go. God gives us that guidance. He will show us the path. For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. God will look at us. God will examine the path that we take. Because the path we're going is clear to him. And we're going to talk about that some more in just a little bit. But God knows even before we take the path what we're going to do. So as we think about this, we think your path, my path, how do we know where the path is? We look to God. 
So the next question is, what if we get on the wrong path? There's a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that seems right to us, but oftentimes, it's the wrong path. We need to be careful. We need to be careful not to choose the path that seems right to us. We need to be careful not to choose the path we want, not the path that we want to go. We need to be careful not to choose the easy path, and we need to be sure we don't take the path that everybody else is taking. We've talked several times about uh, Balaam and his donkey, and I'm going to talk about it this morning. Uh, Moab and Midian, uh, these were two kings. They saw all the other nations around them being destroyed by Israel. And so they wanted to ask Balaam to come and curse this people so that, that Moab and Midian, that they wouldn't be destroyed. Okay? So picking up the story kind of partway through, <clears throat> this is in Numbers chapter 22, verses 7 through 13. The elders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them the fee for divination. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them, and I will bring you back the answer the Lord gives me. So the Moabite princesses stayed with him. Uh, God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, uh, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people that has come out of Egypt covers the face of the land. Now put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on these people because they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's princes, Go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. God was very clear to Balaam exactly what he wanted him to do. He was very clear. He said, don't go with them. You cannot curse these people. They're blessed. Don't do it. There's no doubt. He said, this is what you're going to do. This is what you need to do. But then Balak sent other princes and this is Numbers chapter 22 going on, 15 through 20. Then Balak sent other princes, more numerous and more distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me, because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam answered him, even if Balak gave me his palace filled with silver and gold, I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. Now, if Balaam had stopped right there with what he said, he would, he would be in great shape. He, he would have been okay. But then he goes on. Now stay here tonight as the others did, and I will find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night God came to Balaam and said, since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you. Now, 
Balaam had started down the wrong path. First of all, because he asked a second time when God had been perfectly clear the first time. But you remember just a few slides ago, I talked about God knows the paths we're going to go on. He knows it's clear to him. He examines these paths. If he would have completely trusted God, he would not have to ask again, but he may have been thinking about what he could get out of it. He may have been thinking how he could do something to get part of what these people were offering. I mean, he's offering uh, gold and silver and, and all kinds of, of gifts and rewards. So God told him, do only what I tell you. But God had already examined Balaam's heart and knew that he was going the wrong direction. He was not going on the path that God said to him. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. But God was very angry when he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, he turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat her to get her back on the road. This passage kind of confused me for a long time. God told him to go with him, but then in this passage it said, but God was very angry when he went. How do you reconcile that? It was because God knew what Balaam was about to do. He knew that, God, that Balaam wasn't going to do what God was going to tell him to do. He was going to do something else, and he was going to put a stop to it. God had examined Balaam's heart and his path, and he knew he was not going to follow instructions. So God was angry, not by his going, but the path that he was going to take. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away, I would certainly have killed you by now but I would have spared her. This is in Numbers 22, continuing on, 31 through 35. We remember the story. Balaam beat the donkey three times, and the donkey turned around and talked to Balaam and said, why are you doing this? The donkey was going to be spared. Balaam was going to be killed. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with his princes, with the princes, to Balak. God warned him to follow God's path only. That's what God was angry about because Balaam was going to follow a different path. He knew what was in Balaam's heart. 
and God knows what's in our hearts. God knows what we think about and the ways and the reasons why we take the different paths we do. But God loves us. He wants to show us the path. He wants us to go his way. He wants us to be his people. So what if we get on the wrong path? God will help us, show us, maybe through other people, maybe through other Christians, maybe through opening doors and closing doors. God will show us what the right path is. What if you think there's a bump in the path? What if you think, oh, I don't know if I can get over this path <clears throat> that God has laid out for me? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. When we think about paths, we think about the path that we're going down in life. We think, oh, that path can be complicated. It can be complicated by our job, by illness, by accidents, by losses, by evil people. There's all kinds of bumps and, and, and curves and things in the path in our life. But if we follow God's path, what God is saying is that he will make our path straight. Our path with God is always straight. We trust God to take care of the problems. These problems that come about in our life, if we worry and fret and, and, and think, oh, this is going to be a real problem for me. No, it's not. God gives us a straight path. He'll take care of the bumps. He'll make our path straight. We don't depend on our own understanding. We don't depend on seeing the way through, seeing the way clear with these bumps and, and, and things that happen in our life. God makes our path straight. And most of all, we don't try to handle everything ourselves. When something bad is happening, when something in our life goes awry, what do we do? Do we sit and stew and fret and... and, and try to figure out how I'm going to do it? No. God makes our paths straight. As long as we trust God and allow him to take care of it, then the path will be straight. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down and make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. If anybody's ever been hiking, there, there are paths that are nice and, and smooth and, and you don't even have a possibility of turning your ankle on it. But what God says is, I will flatten out that path. The path you tread in me is not going to be a hard, rocky path. It's not going to be a path that you're going to turn your ankle on. It's going to be a nice, broad, smooth path so that your ankles do not turn. It's not like the one that the paths we've been on that you've seen roots and rocks and all that stuff. 
I've been on some of those. The path of the righteous is level. O upright one, you make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. <clears throat> when your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. Our way with God is not up and down. It's not rocky, but smooth. There may be problems and distress in our physical life. Our paths with God will always be smooth. As long as we trust God, as, we long, as long as we know that God is there to take care of us. There are no bumps in the path that God gives us. There's no bumps in that path. God will sustain us. He'll take care of us. He'll lead us. He'll guide us. He'll open doors, close doors, and put us where he wants us to be if we allow him, if we look to him, if we ask him for his ways. My path, your path. How do you know where the path is? You trust God. You look to God. I pray every day, God, open doors and close doors for me as you have for me my entire life. I know that he'll do that for me. I know that he does that for me. What if you get, what if I get on the wrong path? Well, God will help us to get back on the right path Again, if we want him to, if we listen to the right people, if we listen to our, our Christian friends, if we listen to God, if we read the Bible and study what he wants us to do, he will show us when we're on the wrong path. What if you think there's a bump in the path? God's path is always smooth. There's not a bump in God's path. He gives us that assurance. He gives us that promise. God wants us to follow his paths. God wants each one of us to trust him, to follow him, to follow in his ways. And he will help us get there. If there are those here this morning who have not followed his path, if you've wandered off the path, if you've if you'd strayed from what God wants you to do, you have the opportunity to come forward this morning and, and, and the elders will pray for you, will help you, will all be there for you to help get you back on the right path. If you haven't started on that path this morning, if you haven't started on the path with God, you have the opportunity this morning to come to confess Jesus as your savior to be buried in baptism and risen again for a new life in him. You have all these opportunities. You need to ask God what he wants you to do. You can do this as we stand and sing. Amazing grace,
morning. Good to see you all here this morning. Nice, cool morning out there. Oh, big change from earlier this week. I, uh, I picked out a short sleeve shirt this morning, and I told someone that's the last time I'm listening to a groundhog for my... <laughs> so, hope you're all having a good week. Uh, just a few announcements here before we're dismissed. Uh, thank you, Dave, for your lesson. Appreciate it very much. And for uh, Zach leading us in worship, and for all the guys that uh, took, took part this morning, thank you for, for serving us. Uh, on our prayer concerns, just got a couple updates. Uh, Brenda Counter uh, fell this week and broke her leg, and she had surgery uh, to repair a bone, and she's also going to have a knee replacement. So we need to keep Brenda in our prayers and the family as she deals with that. And uh, our brother PJ, he's going to be having a stent placed on Tuesday, and he's going to be starting his chemo. And he's, he's dealing with some very serious, serious, very serious issues there, so we need to keep PJ in our prayers. And, and uh, we love you, PJ. Uh, uh, and all the rest there uh, on that green box there, uh, remember those folks in your prayers as well. Is there any updates on anyone? Anybody else? Okay. Uh, the elders' prayer session will be this Thursday, so if you have any prayer concerns, get them to us. We'll be making some calls. So that's this Thursday. Uh, the Mother's Day video, we do that every year. There's a, there's a note in the bulletin there that uh, Sunday, May 14th, Mother's Day, uh, you can update your picture or add a picture, and uh, it tells you how to do that there. So get them to Jacob Miller, and we will be looking forward to that. Uh, the teens are going to be having an uh, evening uh, Easter egg hunt tonight after service, so make sure you come back for that. And our directory, we're still working on the directory, and uh, we'll be able to get your photo today if you haven't, haven't got your photo made yet. Uh, this may be the last official photo day. Caitlin will probably have her camera here at other times, but this might be the last, uh, last time we advertise for it, I guess. But, uh, and then uh, Garrison and Caitlin Meadows are working on putting that information together. And like I said before, we're going to have a, uh, a printed out copy of that if you want one, but they're also going to be having a, an app on your phone where you have the church photo directory on your phone. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a tech person. I think that you'll be able to upload your own picture later. If you don't get one, maybe you've got one or that you would like to do or something. So that will be a possibility, too. But we'll talk about that more later. Uh, VBS is uh, June 19th through 23rd, so that's coming up now. Uh, anybody interested in help, helping that get with Brittany? Uh, church camp is July 9th through the 14th, so don't wait too long to register for that. And they're also having a house Mill uh, camp kickoff on May the 7th having a lot of outdoor games and things there if you'd like to participate in that. And there will be a, uh, a, a baby shower for Brittany here uh, May 13th at 2 o'clock, and it's a girl. So anything else? Anything I might have missed or overlooked? Okay, well, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I uh, just, just want to say one thing. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, June and I went to a concert, and uh, we were sitting in the audience like this, and the performers were on a stage, and you know that's that's how our that's how it works in the 21st century. That's how it works. Usually, when you see a group of people sitting in like this, this is the audience and the performers up here. And it got me thinking, that's not how church works. <laughs> if someone's up here preaching or or leading worship or saying a prayer or giving announcements or uh, serving communion, this is not the this is not the performer, and that's not the audience. When we come together, we are all part. Of the perform we are all performing we are all worshiping God as the audience so we, it's hard maybe to get that in our heads sometimes as, as we come to worship service uh, 
We're not spectators sitting out here. We're we're performing. We're part of the we're part of the worship. God is the is the one who's the audience. So just something to think about. I know I kind of struggle with that in my head sometimes. So if you would stand with me, and we will have a a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this wonderful day you blessed us with, Lord. We thank you for each and every person that's here, those who might be watching online. Father, we thank you for uh, allowing us the honor and privilege to worship you, Lord, because you are worthy. Lord, we pray that uh, as we've been here today, that by, by praising and honoring and worshiping you, Lord, that we have grown closer to you, closer to each other, and stronger. Father, we ask you to forgive us when we sin, we fall short. We know that we all struggle with things, Lord. Pray that you would just pick us back up and put us back on the right path. We thank you for the lesson we heard, Lord. What an encouragement uh, to know that uh, you never give up on us, Lord. We thank you for that. And Lord, we pray for all those on our prayer list. We pray for uh, PJ as he goes through his treatments, that you would bless him, that you would put your hand on him, Lord. And uh, we pray for Brenda as you bless her as she recovers from her surgery. Lord, and all those on our prayer list, Lord, we ask you to watch over them and their families, comfort them, pray that they can feel your presence. Lord, we ask you to go with us as we leave here today. Help us to uh, just love you more and love each other more. Lord, and help us to be the good examples you've called us to be. And we just thank you most of all for Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Change the world forever if you'll join with me. 